These are the generations of Shem. Shem was an hundred years old and begat Arphaxad two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he begat Arphaxad five hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And Arphaxad lived five and thirty years and begat Salah. And Arphaxad lived after he begat Salah four hundred and three years and begat sons and daughters. And Salah lived thirty years and begat Eber. And Salah lived after he begat Eber four hundred and three years and begat sons and daughters. And Eber lived four and thirty years and begat Peleg. And Eber lived after he begat Peleg four hundred and thirty years and begat sons and daughters. And Peleg lived thirty years and begat Ru. And Peleg lived after he begat Ru two hundred and nine years and begat sons and daughters. And Ru lived two and thirty years and begat Sirig. And Ru lived after he begat Sirig two hundred and seven years and begat sons and daughters. And Sirig lived thirty years and begat Nehor. And Sirig lived after he begat Nehor two hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And Nehor lived nine Nahor lived nine and twenty years and begat Terah. And Nahor lived after he begat Terah an hundred and nineteen years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived seventy years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Haran. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. 
And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sechem, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram, and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and high on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as that is in heaven. Give us this day our bread, and lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil. Forgive us our sins, for we have forgiven our debtors. Have us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We could trivialize this stuff, and we could feel offended also at this stuff. We could be wondering why we have to take the time to read who begat sons and daughters and who else begat sons and daughters and guess what who else begat sons and daughters and you know what else happened someone begat sons and daughters so (laughs) we could be offended that this stuff seems like put in our face like kind of pushed on us like you know know this lineage know these people follow this track and see where it goes we could be you know bored by this and be like it means nothing let's trivialize it and move on why are we reading from chapter 11 and chapter 12 genesis where's the good and evil fight and that is occurring in a very subtle way Alright, in a subtle way, we are reading about good and evil. We are reading about these people. Shem was Noah's son that didn't get cursed. And that the, the, the Shem and Ham and Japheth, you know, he... He, you know, remember he said he would enlarge Japheth, and he made um, cursing Ham and Canaan, specifically this this land, this this place, this land, and these all these children that are from Ham. They they were cursed to be servants to Shem, 
and Japheth, and the Lord enlarged Japheth, and then had Japheth dwell in the tents of Shem. So, let's go for understanding. Shem is brought up here, the descendants of Shem, and ultimately from Shem, where Japheth is dwelling in the tents of Shem, we are going to see how it all comes full circle. You could be like, big deal, cursed me. You know what I mean? Big deal. The, the, the kids, the, the, you know, when, when Noah did that to him and Canaan, they could have been like, yeah, big deal. What's that even mean, cursing me to be servants? I don't have to serve anybody I don't want to, you know? And guess what happens? It does come full circle. And Shem and is laboring with it you know he has our faxed and and then there's asala and eber and all these do you think that peleg and ru and sirug and nahor and Terra, you think that they weren't going through trials and tribulations and having to about against idolatries and people that were just all about their own stuff they were idolaters and Abram was called out of a land of idolatry we read that here you know and his nephew Lot who we hear about later is a pretty big player as well so it does matter one these people were sojourning and going through struggles we don't know all of the things that they went through, but you gotta believe with all those generations that they were bouting evil. And they were really counting on their forefather, Noah, telling them, hey, we're blessed, the Lord is taking care of us, he's gonna move us to somewhere, he's working something. He saved us in from the flood, he's gonna do something else. And these people had to just go for years and just wait on promises and wait so they did have struggle so we should read this because the subtleties are there we can know that those names and those children are people that meant something they were important and we were entered into their labors you have to understand that the gospel was already going down even at this point because they were being led by the most high so the gospel is occurring he's saying there are promises there's something i'm going to do with you noah you're an instrument your children are going to produce a particular a particular i want to say branch i want to say branch it doesn't feel accurate because of the seed of abraham being the only seed that is salvaged so I don't want to say branch at the same time so I don't know how to convey that part but I can say that many descendants of Noah ultimately gets us to Abram and Abram, that's our 
uh, target, if you will, in a way. He is who we are shooting for. There are people, I have met stubborn, proud men that insist that the promises were made only to the tribes of Israel and nobody else is in on that even us nowadays that was specific to them and we're all just here to you know what are they getting at we are grafted into the tribes of Israel through Jesus and for men to be so ridiculously against that and say no 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 I follow God more than you guys and I know that we were not grafted into it look at the scripture did you read any of the New Testament. <laughs> well, that's what I want to say to men like that. Did you read it at all? What was Jesus doing then? If he wasn't going to save Israelites in the future after his death. We, choosing Jesus, are grafted into the seed of Abraham and inherit the promise that Israel inherited as well that is important and that being said I am an Israelite I do not identify as anything else first so it makes sense to bless someone who's an Israelite and we should and if you are a believer you are blessed i bless you i would like to have names i am going to put some of my contact information out soon to get names so i can pray for people too specific names i want names that i can pray for cuz i've got people that i pray for i don't know their names i just say hey, that guy lord that i just saw that was not well or that woman that was being a certain way uh you know i don't have their names I just pray for those, that person. However, I do see that, one, I could pray for specific people, and there could be some type of, you know, fellowship by putting my contact information out there and other people reaching back out. We could coordinate a type of fellowship in Jesus. And I'm not going to... <laughs> believe that that would be pointless I believe there's something to this so I'm going to pursue because I've got people that don't want to pursue with me I'm surrounded by people that just barely want to look at this stuff I want to then if they don't want to talk with me you know they don't want to talk with me because I want to talk about Jesus frequently and not always but consistently and it causes discomfort in people because they don't want to have to be confronted with, you might have to ask, you're going to need to ask the Lord for change in your life. And some of them are like, I don't want it. I'll make my own way. I don't need to ask him for anything. I got this far all on my own. And they didn't. They didn't get that far on their all on their own. They are that's that's a kind of a crazy person. If anybody who says I've been str- I'm the one that got me this far, come now, <laughs> come now. There were people even if <laughs> you were entered into the labors of non-gospel labors. We I was entered into gospel labors. I was entered into non-gospel labors, and that's why I don't, you know, just condemn 
everything, but I do call out factions and and uh, nationalists. Not to not to not as if I am better than them. No. Nay, it is so they know how much better God is than us. And some people go take that, and you can go put that baby back to bed. Because I ain't going to listen to it cry. I ain't going to hear its wailing and what it wants from me. So people just avoid the gospel like it's the plague. And they plague their lives in ways. And they blame God. And they blame men that are serving God. And it is... A battle. And it isn't just gospel battle. Sometimes it's emotional, mental, physical. It's not only a spiritual battle. We are being forefronted. <laughs> we are being four times confronted. So, Abram, who becomes Abraham, becomes renamed. This happens to people. God can do that. And he calls Abram out of the land of idolatry. He says, you have to totally do it change, an entire change, nothing's going to be the same, you're going to do a totally different thing for me and for others, that's what God was saying to Abram, you're, he's an instrument as well, Abram's an instrument, we can also learn from this section of Genesis about the struggles people face when they want to conceive a child and they just are it's not happening and they and they, so this is something that they those people in, in 2020 and previous years that have struggled with the bearing of the womb you can read scripture and find out that you are not the only one that's one more place you can learn that there are others that had to face this and the stuff can be changed he can make a womb that's barren not barren he can save a huge array of people the only people he cannot save sincerely are those that reject the holy spirit if you blaspheme it by rejecting it and you never go to it like you know what teach me comfort me uplift me envelop me make me what you want to make me that's blasphemy if you won't let it come into your life and it's the thing that he cannot forgive. Because he 
Holy Spirit. We just don't yet realize how much, how precious. It is that we have to just believe that he's allowed to save for himself whoever he wants and he can and if they won't let him save them that means that on his terms how he would save you not the way we want to be saved not worshiping the way we want to worship we need to be saved and worship the way and that's the option that's the it's ultimatums there are such things as ultimatums and god was the first one to produce an ultimatum We know that he came out of a land of idolatry because, one, God takes Abram away from this place. He doesn't like him there because it's not clean. Another thing is it says he's from Ur of the Chaldees. That is also how you know. That is an idolatrous land. It's not the only one. So the Lord tells him, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So he is, that's the promise right there. This is the promise. I will make of thee a great nation. He swore it to Abraham. He will fulfill that. Some of us, we go, I promise you, man. Oh, I swear. Oh, man, I'll do it. Or you should know this, that happened, man. I swear. I'll do it. I swear. That right there, ridiculous that we do that. There are so many reasons why we shouldn't swear because we don't know if we're going to get hit by a bus, keel over, be maimed, and you can't come through on that thing that you promise or swear about. So God can come through on his promises. So that's what we need to think about is that he has the power to actually do something he swears shall be done. Here's another thing that we could be like, this is unfair. Why can God curse someone who curses Abraham, but we're not allowed, you know, we're not allowed to curse but God can curse? What's that about? We're not God. We don't even know how to properly curse somebody, let alone be upset that it's not that it's not a power he grants to us. He doesn't offer us that. He says, you will bless your enemies or else. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we cannot try to be equal with him and think, well, why is it going to be that you have these operational you know you have a functionality you're welcome to but we have we're limited so Abram 
departed. He did as he was told. He believes that the Lord is going to bless him. And if every, if somebody blesses Abram, they too shall be blessed. You have to bless him. Bless Abraham. Bless Israel. Bless Isaac. Bless Mary. Bless the Holy Spirit. Bless the Father. Bless Jesus. Bless enemies. And just say it. You don't even have to, like, what do you mean, bless? What's this even mean? You know, like, I, I, they go, what's a blessing to you? Well, just saying it, just with your whole being being, I want you blessed in Jesus' name. Pray, Lord God of hosts, uh, so-and-so, I, I bless them in Jesus' name, amen. That's all it takes. That is literally all it takes. They go, oh, that doesn't, that's not a blessing. A blessing is when I actually get something like a new car, a, a meal gets purchased for me, or, uh, you know, somebody helped me out of a jam. You know, that's a blessing. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. Lot didn't want to stay in the land of his father either. He believed that Abram was onto something righteous, and he went with Abram. So Lot chose wisely. So Abram goes forth to the land of Canaan. Why? Because the Lord said he was going to make Shem and Japheth's seed be blessed and have a servant out of the many different people. They were going to have many servants in Canaan. And they were going to have to be taken care of by Ham's line of people. And into the land of Canaan they came. And it was a temporary thing. Why? Because they're going for the the land promised to Abraham. Not Canaan. That was a temporary stop. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sajim. Unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land so he obeyed, he went to this place, Lord met him there. So he says, in this Canaanite land, that he, he, he passed from the Canaanan to another place that's a part of Canaan, not Canaanan. He passed through the land of Canaan and went to another area of it. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So he immediately builds an altar and starts blessing the Most High. Not, he, doesn't, he doesn't jump up and down hip hip hooray for me and mine. He, the first thing Abram did was, That's a blessing. Well, I'm going to bless the Lord. And he worshipped him and blessed him. And he removed from thence unto a mountain. So he, he goes on further to a mountain in the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and high on the east and there he built an 
altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. So he, he that means, there you go. The, the reason why we're reading this is to show us that there is sojourning that we do and there is this you know we need to consistently worship him consistently worship the lord not just once and after he blessed you you know you worship him once and it's it no no you're going to need to do it again every milestone bless him like you got me here again and you and you're giving me more and you keep preserving me for yourself lord you're blessed thank you jesus you're blessed just keep blessing him and let him keep blessing you let him know that you believe in abram and and, you know being transformed to abraham and you believe that you're a part of that and there are don't trivialize it it should be a very precious thing in your life it shouldn't be like yeah okay so i'm in this thing big deal it should be something that you look into to understand further we should be reading the sound doctrine to understand brethren that we have been grafted into we should learn what kind of people we're being grafted into and if you don't learn about these people That doesn't mean we have to adopt all these, you know, cultural things or customs, but you need to understand where they're coming from a little bit. Because you, if you choose Jesus, are also chosen people. You have to understand that it's not just, well, I guess the Jews are the only... No, no, no. The chosen people are the chosen people. Even someone that believes on Jesus and stays there and keeps coming back to him frequently increasingly that is an Israelite these people that think they're Americans that believe on him some of them are true believers that don't yet know they're not even British Irish Scottish um, American Singaporean Russian the true believers that are in those different areas are actually Israelites and some of them don't know it yet because they're still they're just they're working through things they're working on the physical emotional and mental things as well and the spiritual things are still being worked into them and some of them don't yet know that they are Israelite you who continue to be a part of Jesus not this podcast but you that continue to be a part of Jesus our Israelite our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as that is in heaven give us this day our bread and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil forgive us our sins for we have forgiven our debtors have us pray in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen